0: This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps, retired. Patriots, if you are not communicating with your legislators, then you are not involved in this country. You're only listening and not reacting. Today, I have a great podcast from Senator Scott Beeson. He was a representative of... For eight years in the House of Alabama, and he was a senator for eight years in the Senate of Alabama. And he has extreme knowledge on why it is important for citizens to communicate with their legislators. This is what I've been talking about for years. We have got to reach out to the individuals of this country, and especially within our state, and let them know you gotta contact your legislator. How can the everyday Joe Smoe on the street reach his legislator? There's many ways to do it. And in this podcast, Senator Beeson is going to tell us what you need to do. Look, you have a choice in this country. You can leave, follow, or get the hell out of the way And if you get out of the way, then other people are going to lead. So think about that when we get back. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not Surrender for it, now or ever. Welcome, patriots. Today, I have Senator Scott Beeson, an awesome individual and great patriot from Alabama. This man has done his duty. He was a representative from 1998 until 2006 in the Alabama House of Representatives. And then he didn't have enough. He still wanted to help us. He still wanted to help this state and help the people of Alabama. So he ran for senator, got elected, and went from 2006 to 2014. So this is a great example of how the system is supposed to work. We got great patriots. He did his term limit times on both sides of the House and the Senate. And this is an awesome individual that has given his time and his life towards the people of Alabama. So he spent 16 years in the legislature within Alabama. I, I think maybe he may have just a little bit on how we communicate with a legislator. Now he has his own radio show. All right. That's an oxymoron you may think, right? Why is a legislator now full-time on a radio show? Because he's still not satisfied <laughs> With helping the people of Alabama. So he has a radio show five days a week. It's WYDE in Birmingham, Alabama. And he does also have a website. If you want to listen to him, which I think you absolutely should, scottbeason.com on God and Country Radio. Without further ado, welcome Senator Beeson to the show.
1: Hey, I appreciate you having me, and uh, you, you you say too many kind words, but uh, yeah, I did spend a number of years in the Alabama Legislature, and I had enough. I'm reformed now. I'm a reformed politician. I'm an honest individual again, and just a, a regular citizen. But I appreciate it, Bud, very very much.
0: So many of us, normal everyday citizens, are concerned about everything that's going on, but we don't know how to apply ourselves or take the rage of what's going on and really talk to a legislator, do some kind of thing, whether it's going to the Capitol, whether it's writing the legislators, how can we be more involved in getting our voice to the people that actually represent us? And of course, the the biggest one is face-to-face meetings that I think, which I've done, Mm multiple times in the past where you're actually going there and you're showing yourself and you're showing that you care about this legislator and what they're doing and the bills that they're passing. So the first thing I want to talk about here is if if you're going to go and you're going to meet with the legislator and talk to the legislator. If I was going to go to meet with Scott Beeson, one of the things that I would have to prepare myself for is I got to know what I'm talking about. I can't just walk up to a legislator, and just ramble on and, and be mad. And, you know, i got to research the topic, right? Yes,
1: that's, that's absolutely right. And, and I remembered while you were, you were bringing all that stuff up it God, it seems like it, well, it was decades ago. Goodness gracious. That's how old I'm getting. But, um, <laughs> and it was a piece I wrote years ago and I think it was published in, in some of the local newspapers across the state of Alabama. Um, And it was giving advice on how to talk to a legislator. And actually, I think I entitled it something about just, if you're going to talk to your legislator, just yell at them. And uh, (laughs) that was just supposed to get people's attention, of course. But I had experienced that a a number of times. People would just come in my office, start screaming. Um, They would not necessarily know what they were talking about they would scream whatever was on a piece of paper that some, some group had given them, and, they, and it's very easy for that legislator just to completely tone that person out, and I, I found it interesting that a lot of the advice or a lot of things people believe will work with an elected official was kind of exactly the opposite of what actually did work in, in somebody's office, so yeah, if you if people are going to go talk to their legislator, you are right. You, you need to know what you're talking about because if you can't answer any of his or her questions, well now you're written off. Um one of the things that a lot of people like to do is uh, sign petitions because it just sounds cool. And if you have a petition, it's great. And if you have hundreds of people, it sounds great. But unless those petitions are legitimate and they're real people that happen to be from that person's district. It really doesn't matter. I remember one time I had gotten in a conversation with a guy and I used to respond to every single email, every single letter. And when the, when the emails came along, I was responding with this person and we were arguing a little bit. And I found out not only did that person not live in my district, he didn't live in the state of Alabama. He didn't live in the (laughs) South. I was having a hours long conversation with someone I thought was a constituent who was from like Oregon. I could care less. I was not elected by somebody from Oregon, but it's those kinds of things. So uh, I think the first advice is be someone who knows what they're talking about. And also if it's at all possible, be talking to your legislator, your House member, your senator, because they're much more likely to care if you are a potential voter or even more powerfully, a potential anti-voter.
0: Absolutely. And when we start talking about down the road here a minute, we're going Mm -hmm. to talk about writing the legislator. Mm -hmm. And when you write it, you want to start off, I am a constituent of your district. Yes. So that, that way you immediately get their attention. So and, a good, if, and a
1: good way to do that is to tell them in the letter where you live. They know where yes. their district is. When you say I'm a constituent, they automatically go, okay, they're telling me they're constituent so they can tell me they hate me and they're never voting for me if I don't do what they want. But That's just one of those buzzwords. You know, if your spouse says a certain thing, you know, like, oh, we're about to fight or have a disagreement. Um I'm your constituent usually gets a little bit of a visceral response automatically. They bow up. Cause they, no one talks like that. So if they write, I'm your constituent, you know, something's coming, you're braced. Yep. It's just a little, just a little helpful piece of advice.
0: Oh, absolutely. And the, the other part of this is especially when you're doing face to face and I've run into this multiple times talking to my legislators and you'll, you'll approach me and say, I don't like this bill. You know, it's not doing right. It's it's against this or against that. Mm -hmm. They have no clue what, what the bill is. They're, they're just being told by whatever, you know, quote lobbyists or whatever. So you got to know the topic. You got to know what you're actually presenting to the legislature. You got to do your homework, whether it's bringing in and say, Hey,
1: I'm, I'm really opposed to SB 49. And the legislator goes, What's SB 49? And it's really hot on your topic. You think everybody knows SB 49. Well, they have a tremendous number of things they're dealing with. And, and I and I have seen people come to my office raising cane about a bill. And I say, Well, what does that do? Which one is that? Whose is it? Complete crickets. No idea. So yeah, I just I have a I'm clue. like, oh wow, this is this this person was sent in here. But no, you're right. No, know, know what it is, be able to explain to the legislator, I'm talking about the deal, the bill that deals with this or gun rights, et cetera, whatever the issue is that day.
0: And what I found out, especially with convention of States in Arkansas, when I was the state director and I, and I talked to not only talking to my legislators, but also talking to others Mm -hmm. on both sides of the house. When I approached them so, you know, trying to support this resolution to get it passed in Arkansas, one of the things that I focused on was what you would actually say a specific ask. In other words, okay, so you have all this information, all the things that's going on, but what are you really asking the legislator to do? Are they are you asking them to go in and push a button and vote? Or are you asking them to learn more about? the topic, learn more mm-hmm. about what's going on. If you go and approach these legislators and go, I want you to vote for COS. Mm-hmm. They're going to look at you, you know, with the deer in the headlights look, which goes back to the topic. Right. So you have to have a specific ask when you go to a legislator and talking to them going who you are, why you're here. Wh- why is this late legislator important as an involvement on that movement.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, and you and you have to be really careful about what you ask. Um, if you say, I-, "I want you to support this," you might get, "Oh yeah, absolutely." Right. And then you find out that they didn't vote for it. They're like, "Well, you know, I helped it through committee." Or they'll <laughs> yep. or they'll say, "Sure, I'll vote for that when it gets to the floor." Yep. And you're like, "Yay!" Because that oh, legislator yeah. knows it's never getting to the floor. So you, you you have to be pretty careful about what you're asking. And that, and that will give a little bit of legitimacy that, OK, this person knows they're going to be watching the process. I can't vote against it in committee while I'm promising to vote for it on the floor. Um, and many times, especially on something like Convention of the States, you, you have to say, I want you to support representative so-and-so's bill and Mm. and and we think it's a clean well-written bill and it has to be like what the other states are passing so let's can you please help me pass it or help us pass it the way it's written because you also don't want people changing it where it won't work any longer and then voting for it knowing it won't work any longer because those are the kinds of tricks that that legislators many of them being lawyers will play with folks
0: Oh, it happens all the time. Um, It took us six years to pass the COS resolution in Arkansas, and the reason which you you would
1: think would be Arkansas would be an easy state to pass that in, and but it it takes a while because all these different games are played, and there are people who who know what the effort is really about, and they love to tell y'all, "Oh, I'm for you," knowing that behind the scenes they are killing the legislation or the resolution whichever whichever path you are doing it with
0: right uh in my experience for the legislator is really serious about what you've presented them and again mm-hmm. they're not going to be serious about it unless you are there with the homework as i call it right the actual facts the proof that you know the evidence that this is not only going to impact the state of arkansas alabama whichever state you're in maryland but it's also going to impact the legislator. You know, if you're in a big city, unfortunately, you know, a lot of the the people and legislators in that big city are big government. They're, they're yes. big government type of people. And if your movement or if your bill resolution that you're presenting to them is limiting that big government idea, they're... Again, you're asking the wrong question. So you're asking the wrong question
1: to the wrong person. Yes.
0: Exactly. So COS affects the nation, affects every state, affects every person, affects every legislator. And until you can really get that in the mind of a legislator and say, hey, I get it. You know, you're concentrating on your constituents and what Mm -hmm. you can do for your district, but this is bigger. This is a bigger effort that uh we're asking you as a legislator to to, to be more knowledgeable and understanding what was going what's going on so that you can have the ability to speak especially in front of your uh, the house or in front of the Senate if you don't have the ability to persuade the other legislators that this not only affects me but it also affects you you can forget about it Oh, and yeah. and no even doubt. if it's a national effort you have to convince the legislators that look this is going to affect all of us not just your district or whatever and get them out of this my constituent mode because it's bigger than your right your district
1: and and it is a challenge i know people from legislators i have known people from legislatures around the country and there are only a handful in every state who really concern themselves with philosophical issues, um, that you can just make the argument, hey, this is right, or this is, this is a God-given right, we need to do the right thing, this is, this is about the Constitution, this is about the future of the Republic, mm-hmm. all the things that we would be discussing if we were talking about Convention of the States uh, issues. And there's only a handful of people do, who care about those things. And, and those people are easy to get on board. Our challenge is talking to those legislators who their eyes glaze over. They, they don't even know what you're talking about, and they don't, they don't even think about it. And, and one of the pieces of advice I would give to the movement is you, we've really got to get out there and do the things that legislators care about. Number one, they care about being reelected. Uh, that is important. Uh, if I was giving advice to to y'all as an organization, I would advise people to get involved in the campaigns of the local candidates, because someone who goes door to door or puts up signs, or, and it doesn't take a tremendous amount of doing this for that elected official to say, "Oh wow, you know, I care. I care if uh, uh, Bud calls." I, I I told this to a um, group one time years ago, and and the the man who did it has since passed away, but his name was Louie, and my point to people was, and I said this to CEOs of big companies, I said if the the CEO of the biggest, most influential company in the state of Alabama, you plug in whoever you think that is, is in my office, and Louie calls, I'm going to take that call Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because Louie is the guy on the ground for me who's helped me in every race I ever ran. He believes in me, cares about me, cares about the calls. calls. And, and I'm telling you, if my secretary said, Louie's on the phone, I would say, Mr. CEO, I got to take this call. It's important. And what a lot of people do is they have an organization, they have an argument, they, they know what they want to get done, but they don't want to take two weekends every four years to, I don't know, go door to door for this person. But I'm telling you, it is unbelievably powerful how, um, how much difference that makes. Mm. And, and if we would do some more of those things, that visit to the office will go 10 times, maybe a hundred times better. And if there, if there was any piece of advice I could give to the organization was spend a little time, get a couple of your folks in every district or one person in every district, to go actually help that candidate do something. Um, Absolutely. It is, it, is, it is amazing. If I could tell one more story, I don't know how much time you have. Plenty, of time. Plenty but, of time. But it was before my time in the legislature. And the way I understand it, there was a very, I don't even know if I should say who the groups were, but there were two groups. One was a very, very powerful group with a tremendous amount of money. They would always beat back this rival group, both of them involved in healthcare, all the time never win. The healthcare the smaller group had the, had the argument they were right, never could win. The smaller group did what we just talked about. They got a network together, they went and helped these legislators literally like two Saturdays. That was it. No mm-hmm. big amount of time. It would take them longer to drive to the state house than they actually worked on these campaigns. Wow. The next legislative cycle came The group with all the money, all the influence, all the clout lost to the little group. I mean, just like just rolled over them like a steamroller. Yeah. Because all those legislators voted with their campaign workers, and I've told that many, many, many times. And very few groups have ever taken that advice. But I never forgot it, and I think back in my own experience, it is so true. And that's what I would advise convention of the states to try to do is actually be be the group that elected officials say those are my friends you'll be shocked how far that goes
0: absolutely you're 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 right down the alley that's that's the thing is but it also has what i call the two-edged sword side so i want to kind of add to your add to your experience from from a different perspective Mm -hmm. so in arkansas we had a lady that the house seat by six votes okay okay from a great man that is in convention of states in arkansas he's actually our legislative liaison he's awesome and but anyway so she won and beat him out by six votes so she goes in to the house okay she's completely against cos i mean just I mean, leading the charge, mm-hmm. just going out there and just smashing, right. COS, pulling people that supported it before, blah blah blah, right? So we had we we had trouble as yeah. an organization of dealing with her specifically, but fortunately, um, a lot of the leaders, the Republican leader, all of these people supported COS,
1: okay. and
0: they looked at her as you know a, a loose cannon. Okay, Okay. so then we go and and we eventually pass it. After we pass the COS resolution in Arkansas, Mm -hmm. I knew who this person was. I've met her multiple times and I talked to her about it. I'm like, I I think you're wrong. I think you really need to think about what your constituents in your district think about it, not what you feel about it. Right. So it passes. And as we're going out, after the the resolution passed, I walked up to her and I talked to her. And I says, "By the way, just in case you didn't know, you will not be reelected next cycle." Right. Oh yeah, we. Are. I mean, I got. I'm um, saying, so you can say whatever you want to say. Let me explain to you why you got 750 supporters in your district for COS. You only won by six votes. Right, and that's exactly what happened when the si- next cycle, the two years mm-hmm. came around. Mm-hmm. She wasn't even close.
1: Well, that's good. That,
0: yep. Yeah, because of a small organization mm-hmm. like you're talking about. So
1: well, and see, and here's the secret thing. So if all the people who are on this who see this will just keep it, don't tell anybody the secret. Um, it also <laughs> from a pragmatics point of view, it <laughs> doesn't hurt to have your preferred candidate and maybe have one or two supporters that help the non-preferred candidate. Right. It is always good to be friends with everybody. It sounds terrible. It is
0: right. But right.
1: imagine if one of her campaign workers was a COS person, she might not have been as belligerent as she was. Cause she probably right. was just against, it was partially against it because the person she beat was a supporter. So, yes. you know, sometimes you have to be pragmatic. I'm for supporting the best candidate, Yeah, but, um, you know you fight on well i, I every love single this person. front.
0: i do i think she's a great person i do right i think her intentions was well uh well anticipated when she came into the house i, mm-hmm. I really believe that uh she, but her demeanor how she just pressed right the legislators i think that had a lot to do with uh not it's not just a cos part of it, but just right. in general how she acts. In general, well, there's a and right. we
1: have to remember there's a lot of people who are on our side philosophically who have some concerns about the Convention of the States. Mm-hmm. I had sure. concerns Absolutely. years ago. I, I finally migrated to the position that I've told you before, which is we got to we got to do something for heaven's yep. sakes. We're we're ignoring the Constitution that we have. So uh, <laughs> let's let's but this um, this
0: this all goes part to what I call building a relationship with the legislators. Yes, sir. You know, just like you're talking about, uh, I think his name was Lloyd or Louie Louie. Yes. You know, you knew Louie. So you had a connection. Not only Mm -hmm. did you have a connection with Louie, what's neat is you had a connection with your community because Louie understood and had a standing in the community. So you were able to use Louie, um, part of your uh, conceptual ideas of mm-hmm. how, who you are, what you stand for is is reverberated throughout the people that support you. Right. That's, that's key. If, if you're in a state that has, for instance, the, the patriots that we're talking to today are, are in New York and New Hampshire and Maine, you know, th- these different areas.
1: We'll be praying are, for them.
0: exactly but (laughs) there is hope and the only hope is to do what we're talking about yes they may be on the other side and and we get that but if you if you are pounding these people they're they're going to shut you off like a light switch but if you try to say just let's talk about where we're at in the country who's running the country the deficits all of these things that are happening we think this is something you really need to examine to figure out, uh, yeah. Is, and, and there's, there a, a, there's a, way, a
1: transitional you know, phase that can occur. You've got someone who's opposed, say they're in their in New York state and they're just opposed to it. They don't, they don't, they're not even interested. If, if the organization starts with the, Hey, well, we appreciate you listening to us. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you. And then three months later, um, he's starting to see people in the uh, the big box store or at church or at the ballpark or whatever he goes to. And somebody comes up to him and says, Hey, I'm with the convention of the States. I really support it. I appreciate you listening to our guys. And then three months after that, he says, well, you know, I'm, I'm really thinking I can look at that. And then he starts meeting people who say, Hey, I appreciate your consideration. I heard that you, then you can move these people along because Multiple people that they don't know who they are coming to and thanking them for doing something very simple. I've seen people move on issues. Now it takes a little while, it takes investment. But if you have 15, 20, especially 100 people that when they see this person out says, Hey, I appreciate you um, considering supporting what we're doing. I'm telling you, over time, people move because they begin to think, Wow, everybody is for this. So it, it takes a little effort to organize such a thing and to keep it straight and know where we are and what we're thanking them for. But that is a very, very good strategy um, to move someone who's kind of uh, locked in the other way, especially if they it, it really, you know, this thing really doesn't matter that much to that person. They're just trying to pacify their constituents. And we'll absolutely take that if that's what we, we need.
0: So, I mean, the, the, the COVID virus, all this thing that's going on, has shut down everything. And, mm-hmm. You know, so I know uh, your time frame, twenty fourteen, was you know your final year, so you, you right. weren't dealing with any of this stuff that's going on. So it's no. kind of difficult for us again to have this face to face. But here's my question. My question is, if if I have, say, I have like fifteen supporters. Mm-hmm. And I go to the state house, and I and I try to come into your office, and I have this crowd of people. Yes, does a legislator look at that as a whoa? They're they're attacking me instantly, or is it an opportunity for a legislator saying, "Hey, I've got people coming to visit me." It, you know, is it? Yeah, does that make uh, sense? I-
1: I think the response depends on the demeanor of the people when they come to your office. Okay. Uh, if they're like, Hey, we're, you know, we're your constituents. We just want to stop by. I want to say this is what we're doing. And, and it's a, it's a cordial, nice. Right. Um, Shaking hey, hands, this might be new to you, but we you. want to give you some information that, that meeting's probably not going to cause uh, you know, a cataclysmic kind of change in their opinion, but as long as it it goes off uh, congenial I think right. uh, I think it's a positive thing. Um, if it tends to be confrontational, right? Then sometimes you get the legislator to kind of dig in. But it, it but it is a good start. But I'm telling you, more effective than that is people who just happen to wander up. And you and and the people in our organization or y'all's organization have to know. Hey, look, this is my legislator. If I see him at Walmart or I see him at the ballpark. I'm just going to go. I'm not going to have a big conversation. Just say something positive. exactly. And because legislators, the ones that aren't driven by philosophy are driven by fear. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't mean that condescending. I just mean they are moved by what they think everybody's for. Oh my gosh, I better get out in front of this parade. It's, it's incredibly powerful.
0: So you, you know, during your time frame of sixteen years, I know you spent a lot of time talking to the other side. Yes, you know the people that have the other opinions. You mm-hmm. uh, ended up. You more, have
1: more of my friends were on the other side than on my side. <laughs>
0: that's pretty. That's pretty interesting too, but okay. So from legislator to legislator, there's certain things that happen, and and mm-hmm. we know how the deal works. It's like if you help me here, mm-hmm. I'm going to help you there. You. I think anybody in this country that votes understands that process here. Have you had the other side supporters, you know, other people trying to help another legislator convince you, walk up to you and say, Hey, you know, I want to talk to you about X bill or, you know, and so forth. How do you react to, you know, you know, for a fact that that person is going to present to you, something that more than likely you're not going to vote for but right. do you listen to that person do you have yeah, you you, you deal the fortitude and, and, and and does the majority of the people do that or they just immediately wipe them out
1: uh, the majority probably immediately wipes it out because they vote okay. with their caucus or with their on with their gotcha. side but one of the things you can do is hey look I know I know this might not be the most burning issue for you but if you can help us, we would greatly appreciate it. Can you help us when you can? I mean, I passed some very controversial legislation here in the state of Alabama um, from time to time, and people on the other side of the aisle helped my legislation along, even though they might vote against it when it finally comes to final passage. But without their help along the way, couldn't have couldn't have gotten it there. And and, and we all do that from time to time. If it's something that's not a moral issue or it's not Mm -hmm. taxes, I mean, if it's something that, hey, look, they're just doing this or starting this or want to change this, it's not a big deal to me. I'm going to help them when I can and they help me when they can. And then there's some people who are like, you know, I really, I think you're doing the right thing, Scott. My constituents or my party might have an issue, but I'll help you where I can and when that occurs you have a chance to to pass something like what you are doing so it's not completely and you also by softening the ground out there by being nice and saying can you help me if you can sometimes the opposite side will just say you know what i'm not mad at those people i don't hate those people there's no reason for me to go to the wall this is not my hill to die on we'll, we'll let them pass their thing
0: so when we were getting plus. ready to pass when we're getting ready to pass this and in- Arkansas through the house. Mm-hmm. All we had to do is make it through the house and it, the resolution passed. Yes. So what we did is we got thousands, I mean, a bunch of handwritten letters yes from constituents, right? And mm-hmm. our supporter in the house, he took all of those letters along with information about COS, et cetera, right. and a list, an actual list of everyone that signed the petition for COS mm-hmm. within their district. Mm -hmm. And that was placed on their seat when they came in legislation that day. As we're watching this unfold, right below me was a Democrat that I would say was kind of on the fence. He Mm -hmm. didn't disagree. He just didn't have the things. He was sitting there reading these letters from the legislators while this was going on. I mean, Mm -hmm. open them up and actually read them. And reading the, the documentation, and then he looked at the that list of all the supporters, and he voted for it. The one right, Democrat. Right. Now, after, and, and those
1: were supporters from his district.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. After the vote, I went to him and I says, "Okay, I, I, I need to know why you voted for it, and 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 not with the majority of the Democrats in you know in the House." Right. <laughs> And I tell you, it's these stories, you hear this, especially from legislators, blows your mind. This man was a dentist. Okay. And a lot of his (laughs) patients would come in and talk to him about COS.
1: Right. That's the
0: relationship part that we're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Not not just going to the Capitol. But if Senator Scott Beeson lived five miles down the block from me, I would try to figure out a way to to connect with him, go to lunch or whatever. And mm. or know,
1: just start. or just randomly run across him.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So that's the importance of actually creating a relationship. Not not just saying, well, I'm in your district. Even it does not matter if if the person's a Democrat or Republican. Right. They're representing you. Yeah. And you gotta and treat even them if, like if, that. Even if right? you,
1: you disagree with the person, okay? But you know how we say when we see somebody, hey, it's nice to see you. I, I asked my wife one time when I saw some other politicians. I said, "You think it's wrong when I say it's nice to see them because I really don't like them at all." And so we laugh because no, it's just being nice. But if you if I saw one of those people out and my job was just simply to say, "Hey, uh, Representative Beeson, I, I appreciate the or I appreciate the job you're doing, and I appreciate that you're considering the convention of the state stuff. I appreciate you, and, and it's really short." And all they come away with is that you appreciate that they're doing the job. I may not agree with them 10% of the time, but I can appreciate them doing it because somebody has to do it. And I appreciate your consideration. And then just leave them alone. Just want to say, hey, bye. Have a great day. I'm telling you, that person will think, whew, number one, I'm not locked here for 10 minutes. Number two, I didn't get chewed out. And they will leave that conversation with a positive Mm. feel. You said something good about them. You injected your your issue. I I don't know. I guess it's because I've been an elected official and I've experienced all the different kinds of conversations. I just know the things that I was left with a good feeling for and even things I was absolutely opposed to. I thought, you know, I really like that person. That is powerful. And, and I, yeah. I don't know. I can't say anything more important than that.
0: Well, the, the one of the last things I want... To, to help us understand here. Okay. is the sessions so so the legislators have a session time frame every year. You go mm-hmm. there and then when you're out of session you're within your district. You're walking around talking to the voters and all that. Right. I think personally that inter- interacting and engaging at events with your legislator, inviting them to events, being part of mm-hmm. your community is just mm-hmm. as important Outside of when the legislation is actually in session, yeah. so what is the impact you felt when when you left session and you went back to your district? Did you sit back on the couch, eat bonbons, and watch TV, or or was you more and try to be more involved in your community? Um, I don't know
1: if it was it was more involved. I think you just continue to go to the same kinds of things that that you do, and and I I really. I have a different philosophy than some folks. i try tried not to go to every single function sure. um, because so many of the functions, especially if they're politically oriented, are the same people over and over and over and over and mm-hmm. over. Um, but I, I, you're much more willing to spend time talking with someone if you're not in session. And I do think it's more effective if if you hear from people while you're out of session for those months and you hear from multiple people kind of supporting the same thing, it just not having the pressure of session where they're basically saying, I want you to vote for this on Thursday helps lay the groundwork for support. If you've heard about it a lot and you talk to people about it when there's not the pressure of session, there's not a time crunch, I think that is effective.
0: Awesome. So, you know, when you go to a state fair, What you do, I mean, you're a human being like everybody else. Mm -hmm. is. You're going to go and live your life and you're going to run into people. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you're, and unfortunately, as a legislator, especially, you know, active legislator, you're going to, you're going to get pounded out there. And you're going to, but at the same time, you're going to get, you know, people that are going to come up to you that, that support you and thank you. This is what we have to do as COS. Yes. we have to we have to just go and say, recognize that they were a legislator, thank them for their service, whether they're mm-hmm. still active, whether they're force against us, because that attitude that goes around is contagious in the legislation. It's it's mm-hmm. not just, well, these guys only are for Republicans or for, you know, big time conservative, whatever. Right. No, we're we're trying to save the country. Right. We're trying to make freedom, you know still available to everyone not just conservatives or yeah. or you know democrats or you know
1: right so well there's a number of ways and i know we got to get get off here but i i just think because of that that piece i wrote years ago about just yelling at them uh-huh. and how that's not going to work and there are people who do that i, I, mean, I went in there and i let him have a piece of my mind i bet he bet he straightens up i bet he doesn't Because, because one thing legislators, many of them are like, who is this person? I'll show them. Mm. And you do not want them to go into the, the, I'll show them mode because many of them can show you and you may never know what happened to you. And they're killing it off in the back rooms and, and making sure it never, ever, ever sees the light of day and they can do it. And they will, um, uh, you know, but just think about how good those conversations can go. You've got someone who's on the fence, and you and you see them at the state fair, and you say, "Hey, I appreciate the job you're doing. I'm with the guys. I'm one of the convention of the states guys, and thanks a lot. I won't take any time." Hey, but but will you will you get a picture with my kid? Oh yeah. <laughs> you, 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 that I think it speaks for itself. How it uh, does the feeling they will have, and then let them go because they will come a time when somebody else like Bud comes in and gives them the whole spill. But just that positive, hey, those CO, you know, COS guys. Who are the right. COS guys? I don't know, but I like them. That's yep. that's what you want. So I appreciate you having that's, me on. That's
0: what, yes, sir. That's that's what we're doing. This is exactly what you're talking about. You know, we're a loving organization, we're a strong organization. It's it's amazing how many people in this country are rising up. The, they're looking for answers on how they can be involved and grab a hold of. You know this this crushing, absolutely yes. crushing communist government. That's that's the only way to put it.
1: Oh, there's no doubt.
0: You know, the, mm-hmm. the, the, these people have so much power that they were never supposed to have from the get go, and that's what we're doing. We're 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 making a stand, and I want to thank you, Senator Beeson, for for being on the uh, the the show with us, and especially for giving us your knowledge on how we can improve. To be able to have a better conversation with the legislature, doesn't matter which side of the house is, absolutely, because this, absolutely, this is skills that a lot of people don't have. Because the first thing that comes to mind is, I hate that guy, and all I want to do is <laughs> scream right. at him, just like yes. you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So,
1: well, here's the thing, and I'll finish up with this and let y'all go. Okay. I wish we lived in a world where it was all about like the civics books. We have a debate. And we all decide what is better and human nature is not involved and anger and jealousy and covetousness and power and fear was not all in there, but that's not the world we really live in. So we, we we have to learn to work it a little bit and uh, we'll be far more successful if we do that.
0: Absolutely. Well, God bless you, Senator Beeson. It's an absolute pleasure for you to be here. And I guarantee you we're, we're going to many, thousands of people are going to learn from this video. And, well, and I appreciate, I appreciate you. And hopefully I can get a lot of these people to listen to the podcast and obviously listening to your radio show. Cause you do a great job. What I like about S- Senator Beeson, what Scott does, it, no holes bar. He, he throws it all out there. Let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. You know, people come in there screaming on his radio show on both sides and uh, that's what we need more of in America. And, but what's neat about it is the foundation of God and Jesus Christ is what we do that allows us to do that with a smile on our face and with hope and the ability to understand that we can actually get along if we have a solid foundation. And that's what God provides us. And, Scott, absolutely. You're the man.
1: Thanks, bud. I appreciate it. Yeah, come listen to ScottBeaston.com, Scott Radio. before we get canceled,
0: <laughs> which could
1: be any day. Thanks, Hopefully now. Take not. care.
0: Hopefully not. Take care, Scott. We will talk to you later. Yes, sir. Real simple, Patriots. You can sit on the couch, eat your bonbons, forget about trying to get involved in changing our country back to the American values, or you can get out there. You can talk to your legislators, you can write them, you can call them, you can go to the Capitol and do what is necessary and speak your voice. Senator Beeson just explained to you how to do that and why we should be involved in the legislation of our states because the states are going to save America not the federal government. They will never, ever give up their power. The country was based, put together, through great founders that understood that the people's voice and the people matter and not tyranny and not the elitists that the country is under today. We are under communism. It may be cloaked by democracy. But it's pure communism where all they are concerned about is power over you, over your lives. Stand up, show up, and speak up. This is the Gunny out.